You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, welcome back to What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. On this week's episode, we're talking about platonic friendships through the lens of Meredith Grey and Alex Karev's friendship on Grey's Anatomy, my favorite show ever. How's your heart? My heart feels good. Uh, since uh, May 1st, I was like, yo, I'm going to be disciplined and go to the gym and mm. watch what I eat, all that type of stuff. Um, so it's been like one day at a time and giving myself the grace. So my heart feels graceful right now. Congratulations, because discipline is hard to Facts. maintain. Right, right. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a up and down on a daily, but I think that giving myself grace makes it a lot easier for me to accept it all. You know. Yeah. Word. How's your heart? What do you call it when you're excited but anxious about the future? Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I started uh, running again. Oh, Little baby steps. Thank you. Word, so that's why I think I, I also commend you for your discipline because it's hard to maintain some sort of habit, but makes me feel good. So, you know, I call you my best friend, clearly. Facts. But I've also called you my person. Double inspired, facts. <laughs> inspired by uh, Christina Yang and Meredith Gray of Gray's Anatomy. How do you feel about that? The fact that I call you my person. I never knew that that came from Grey's Anatomy, honestly. And I watched Grey's, but I never really like uh, connected it um, to that. Um, I felt honored and I uh, appreciate it. I know how important it is to have someone that you can consider your person, you know, someone that you could be yourself with or be vulnerable with or, you know, just just be be it all with. So I don't take that lightly. So, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be a person. Uh, oh, thank you. Do you, 
I mean, I think I've heard you also call me your person. Do you think there's mad pressure in being someone's person? Not for me. Um, okay, I don't. I don't think it is. I think it's um, it's healthy. I think it feels uh, safe for both of us, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm putting pressure on you to be my person. I just want you to. I want. I actually think we fell into that place by with with. I'm using the word grace, but like it was yeah. easy. It wasn't not like you. It wasn't like a, we sat down. So this is a contract that we're signing that we we gonna be each other's <laughs> persons. Okay, it's for a two right. a two year probation limit. And if you make mistakes, then you're not my person no more. I think right. we grew into that. You know, we have this conversation of what, and I've had this conversation with other friends of one person can't be your everything, right? Like that's mad pressure. It's not fair for either one of the, you know, people involved in the friendship. And I was thinking about, you know, also calling you my person. I was like, I wonder if that's pressure on him or is it pressure on me, right? To be your person. And I feel like, I mean, one, no, but it's also, we don't have, thankfully we have other outlets and other support system. And I feel like we go to different friends for different reasons. Thankfully we also have therapy which is Mm -hmm. where like, you know, we also can unravel and then come back to one another. Um, But yeah, I thought of that. I was just like, I wonder if it's mad pressure to have that label. But I don't think that, like you said, I don't think we like thought about it. I think I mentioned it and you're like, oh, okay. Seeing you didn't know that it came from Grays, you were like, all right, I'll accept that. Like I'm, I'm for it. Right, right. Yeah. And I think um, this rewatching Grays and catching up, it made me think, you know, I remember like Christina's relationship with, um, with Alex, right? I feel like Alex chose Christina as his person. And I think Meredith chose Alex as uh, her person. But you don't think that Christina chose Meredith as? Nah. Wait, tell, I, what? Tell me about I, I, I never So the way I looked thought. at it, no, I'm saying I thought Alex chose Christina. Christina as yeah, his person. Right. Oh, so okay. Alex chose Christina and Meredith chose uh, Alex and Christina chose Meredith. So it's just like this circle that happened. And I think what happened is when Christina left, I think um, they kind of started connecting even more. When Christina left, their relationship um, began to get stronger. But it just made me think like, what if that person, what if like you're like, I'm like, yo, you're, you're my person, but you have a person that's not me. How does that, what does that look like? Have you ever considered that? No. I haven't considered if you had, if like Quasi was your person and I wasn't your person. I think, I think friendships don't work when there's this pressure of needing to feel the same. I feel like that that's where the pressure comes in, right? For you to expect this other person to feel a certain way or feel as much as you in any type of friendship, I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I, I've told you this before. I really appreciate when even Quasi introduces me as your other best friend to people. And I'm like, yeah, we are Steven's best friends. You mm-hmm. have other close friends and you actually might consider those other people best friends also. And we'd all still be good. I think it's more so like what it means to you. That's what is important here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Can you have more than one person? Uh, I, like, I think you can. I mean, I would say that like Quasi's been my person for certain aspects as well as you. As well as other people, you know, what I'm saying that I've, I've, you know, grown to um, love and respect and and honor their words and stuff like that. So I think that you can have different people for different things. Um, I don't think it's like a 
a limit to the amount of people that you could have share that space. Um, that space isn't necessarily for one. I think it's for your support system. You know, a person to me feels like a support system. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think like a support system is just one aspect of it. It's like when you when you think about your health, right? You have a dentist, you have a doctor. And I think it takes a team of people that love you and support you to build you up and hold you up yeah. when you're feeling anything, you know? So ultimately, the phrase my person is pretty much the same as best friend. Yeah, I think it's, I think my person, I think in, I think when it's all said and done, uh, Meredith is going to have my people. I think it's going to, I think that's the yeah. end of this. I, she's going to be like, my people. And everybody's going to be like, oh, snap. <laughs> people. I never even thought it could be people, right? Yeah. I yeah. think right now, I think it, person involves the people because life, you know, like you meet so many people throughout your life. It's building blocks, you know? Right. Building blocks of persons, of people. Yeah. When you were rewatching Grey's Anatomy, seeing that you have now this other connection I didn't know about, like, you know, Meredith, Christina, and Karev, what was your, what, like, moment between them stood out the most to you? Like, when you think of that friendship, specifically Karev and Grey, this platonic friendship. You know, like, when I think about Alex, right, people hated him. And I, <laughs> yeah. nah, the, like, the first few seasons, that he was like, everybody hated him. Mm-hmm. And I think slowly but surely... He started to grow as an individual. I think his emotional um, intelligence grew with uh, Meredith. And I think he learned how to be open and vulnerable in their relationship. So I've watched them grow every single season. Her saying the right things to him and him Mm. giving the right hug at the right moment. So that's the thing that kind of sticks out to me is like whenever she felt lonely or like, I don't know, like down, Mm -hmm. he was there to make sure that she felt. Uh, like she wasn't alone in her feelings. Right. I call it, I, I say it like sometimes a hug is all you need. And I think like Karev gave the best hugs out in their relationship. Like at the <laughs> right moment, he yeah. knew how to put an arm on, on, on her shoulder and be like, I got you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I appreciated it kind of like this language that they created for themselves, like throughout the the series. I think my favorite moments are kind of like close to in the same vein as that it's like these like vulnerable moments where they're subtle but you could tell that they're vulnerable with one another in their own way and at their own pace like it's welcomed when it comes I enjoyed that and I also enjoyed how they kind of protected one another sometimes for the good sometimes for like the detriment of the other person but or for their own but I think those the subtle small moments are my favorite versus like the big you know big ones that everyone talks about yeah, I think the small moments make up the big moment, you know, make it make gives it gives them an opportunity to be prepared for those moments, those big moments, like when he, you know, eventually left, you know. Yeah, that finale was or when he left was kind of lame to me, but I don't know. I think that he did what was best for him in that moment. Um, I think he chose himself. I think he was being selfish because he had kids. And, I, you know, you got to think about like Karev had trauma all through his, you know, his childhood. Right. It's one of the reasons why he chose pediatric in the first place, right? It was like to undo all the the pain that he had growing up, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a heal children, and so you know now he she checks back in uh, with Shorty that he always loved. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now yeah. she she got twins, and it's his kids. He chose you know something 
that was always important to his storyline from day one, right? Was kids and healing and growth. And I think, I think Meredith knew that at that, when she found that out and when she was reading the letter, it was like, it all clicked like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so interesting that you're really in tune with like Grey's Anatomy. I know I you used watched to love it. Grey's. That was my, <laughs> that was my shit. I know. And then I think you stopped watching and yeah, I kept too, watching. It, it was too much. It was too emotionally uh, dramatic When did you for stop? Me. After the plane crash? Yes, I think that After was the which... most, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> First off, like the hospital blew up. Like it was all types of craziness happening. Oh, oh it did blow up. Like Facts. later on, there was a fire. Yeah, that was, was just, later on. Come on uh. now. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm I'm out. You're like what else is going to happen? Like what could possibly happen? Usually it was a plane crash that had people be like, all right, that's that's enough. But I think we've been talking about like these platonic friendships and like in film. And I think that was the, that's the one, you know? Yeah. That's, that's literally one that I didn't even think about um, in that way, but that's definitely the one where you actually, uh, shout out to Shonda, because I feel like she um, intentionally thought about that. How can I add some sort of platonic relationship, friendship into the fold that is genuinely um, upheld, you know? Yeah. We talk about platonic friendships a lot, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the key to make a platonic friendship grow you know you know i mean what what, what would i say communication exactly right <laughs> you know my my biggest thing in, in all my friendships and i and i always say that you gotta allow the 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 friendship to grow you gotta check on your people that you love you gotta ask them who they are at that at this very moment because who they were is gone you know what i'm saying if you haven't if i haven't spoken to you in a month for me to assume that you are who you were is doing you a disservice in the friendship and just you as a person, you know, now I, I got to give you the space to allow me back into your life and, and let me know who you, where you, what you've been up to. You know, you've been so you've, you've learned so much. You've uh, seen so much, you've grown, you've had conversations, you've watched things. Your life has been affected for me to be like, like hold you to who you were. That's like when people ask you about billboard in 2023, like, don't you miss billboard? Like, uh, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't. I've been doing that. Ma- I actually own my own magazine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you got to allow that space to for, for the, the the person to grow. Those check-ins are important. Is there anything else you want to add about platonic friendships? We talk about it a lot, but I mean, clearly, this is that's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know, man. I just wish people, I wish like that would go viral, low-key. Like, people put their platonic friendships online and it goes viral you know without any like any type of like nah they fucking on in real life exactly that's why though but i think it's important to start telling those stories because you can learn so much about men by having a best friend that's a man and i can learn so much about women by having the best friend that's a woman that i can then apply not to say all women are the same but i do feel like there's a certain thing that we just don't understand you know and I can learn it from you. Like, yo, let me know what, the, what I, did I sound crazy? You'd be like, yep. <laughs> yes. You, you bug in. And I'm like, you right. Well, we workshopped dating app messages with one another before sending them. Talk to them. To, <laughs> to make sure that we are in the right place to be talking to this person. But right. I appreciate that. I probably don't use that resource enough as you do. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely there. It's definitely helpful. Word. But thank you.
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. With me today is writer, founder of Finds and Why, a vintage and secondhand home goods shop in New York, and my close friend, Ray Whitty. Hi, after some technical <laughs> issues, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made it. We can hear everything. You have your snacks. You're ready to go. This isn't a watch party, but apparently you're ready. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So I first came up with this idea to talk about my favorite on-screen platonic friendship between a straight cis woman and man when a listener suggested we explore more platonic friendships of those type uh, because they don't see them in pop culture as much. And this is my favorite friendship of that kind. Um, And I thought of who best to talk to about this friendship than the person that I put onto the show. That was one of my greatest achievements. Slowly, slowly converted me. (laughs) The same way that you slowly took me in as a friend, because I'm introverted and you're extroverted. Former extroverted. But what? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, former (laughs) extroverted. Um, It's the same type of pace that I, you know, put you on to... Grey's Anatomy. First of all, do you believe that men and women can be platonic friends? I am a firm, very firm believer that men and women can be platonic friends. Obviously not everybody, Mm. but that like, I think there are some people that outright cannot be platonic friends with their desired sex. But I do think that there are plenty of other people that are perfectly capable of it. Wait, when you say some can and can't, why can some not be? I think some straight men don't respect women enough to be their friends. I think... To be just their friends, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think I have another reason. I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the key for that type of platonic friendship, you think? So I think, um, interestingly, I've had a conversation with another one of my very close friends and she put on my radar that it's always been very easy for me because I have big, what she called big girl privilege being Mm. six foot kind of either for some men takes me out of the, their interest of who they would be like sexually attracted to. And also like on the other side of things kind of does for me. So I've had a lot of short male friends in my life <laughs> time. And Shout it's because short Kings. Yeah. I, and I do have like quite an appreciation for some of them too, that don't have like the very like overcompensating personalities. And then I think also same thing. Like, I don't know that everybody's capable of it, but I, I've written about it for Illy. I think that there's, I've had friends who brought like really wonderful men into my lives via their significant other. And we're like, mm. that obviously puts up a barrier and it doesn't for everybody because some people will go date their friends' exes after they have. But I've had friends who brought men into my life who I would never date who are wonderful people. And yeah. they are definitely my friend. That's a good like segue like into a platonic friendship. I think because there is... To go with your point as to why it doesn't work for some, I think it's respect. Why it yeah. does work is like that, like foundation of respect. So Alex Karev and Meredith Gray are my favorite on-screen platonic friendship. Is that yours or do you have another one? I agree with uh, the listeners. I don't know that there's a ton of great um, examples. Yeah. Like I can think of like my favorite on-screen pairs, but they're definitely not necessarily like platonic platonic friends or there's like an ongoing underlying theme of like sexual tension between them like sopranos i've seen a couple times the whole thing and like i can't think of like male female friendship on there at all (laughs) yeah i know they i know that you're obsessed with law and order svu right but they even ran through those like rollins and nick hooked up carisi and rollins ended up married elliot and Liv have had this, like, particularly in the latest season, some ongoing thing. And I think you could tell that there was some feelings in the early, early episodes. But then even when I think of, like, Liv and uh, Ice-T's character, Finn, they're definitely friends. Oh, that's a good one. And they're Aren't also they? co-workers. But um, they're, like, the, the oddest couple, most unlikely pair to me. And what I do like about their friendship is it seems like there's at this point 23 or 24 seasons in that there's like a huge amount of respect between them. But I think earlier they like kind of beefed here and they're like colleagues and not like friends. Yeah. I would say from what I've seen of Law and Order, which is only when I'm around you, uh, because I don't watch Law and Order (laughs) separately, is that that live and thin friendship. I guess most of them are just more colleagues like a colleague relationship versus like a friendship um outside of like work so I guess that makes sense but you did mention Liv and Elliot clearly like I think you said and I think I watched that too within this like latest seasons there is like a little bit more like romantic feelings and that you you said that there may have been a little bit in the beginning which makes me think of can friendships between a man and a woman still happen if there were feelings in the beginning? Well, is it actually feelings or is it just like an initial attraction? I mean, that's a good point. 
I met my friend's husband first. And my initial thought is like, wow, he's really attractive. Then I found out he was engaged. And then I met her and I was like, wow, forget him. Like if we're friends, that's cool. But I love her. You know what I mean? And now years later, I am friends with both of them. But it wasn't, it was never our feelings. It was like, wow, that friend of my friends is attractive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point of like finding, you know, someone from the sex you're attracted to attractive. That doesn't mean that there's romantic feelings, nor that you want to pursue anything. I think that is an excellent topic for some of your other endeavors. (laughs) (laughs) On Illy, not on what about your friends. (laughs) Right. Uh, Like exploring being um, attractive, but not wanting to, uh, being attracted to somebody, but not needing to take it any further. Yeah, we talk about this offline all the time. But that does remind me of like the first time, and I was like the second time where Karev tried to like make a move on Gray and like they were up in the gallery space and she kind of like alluded to him being attractive as like tying it to how shallow he is. But it makes me, and then she's just like, nah, I'm like, I'm seeing someone or I think I'm seeing someone. But that shows kind of like along the same vein of you can still find someone attractive. It doesn't mean that you want to pursue or act on that attraction or that feelings are tied to it. But I feel like that was the first time within their friendship that like there was some sort of like initiation or some like, you know what I mean? Like something romantic that was introduced and the other one was just like, nah, I'm good. See what I find. So like in thinking about their relationship, like in my mind, I'm like, the only reason I can see that not happening is because of Meredith's feelings for Derek, because Alex and Meredith are so similarly impulsive. That in, if Derek oh. wasn't in the picture, I think that the reason that they don't work is because there's they have so many of these, like, I don't even want to say they're bad qualities, because, like, a lot of times they're impulsive for, like, the greater good. Alex was, Alex's was, like, much more selfish in the early, early. It was not for the greater good at all. But a lot yeah. of the way they navigate things, I think, is similar. So I think if Derek wasn't in the picture with how impulsive they both are, the I can see Meredith being pissed and being like, I'll show him and hooking up with him. One of those like drunken nights, yeah. I, which was always kind of thrown in Gray's face of like when he when she drinks, she sleeps with inappropriate men. But I never thought that they were similar, which is like interesting. I think this is the first time I thought of that. And if you're talking about, like you said, impulsivity, you see that all throughout their friendship together or one or the other, whether it's like illegally putting their child's name on some documents or brutally attacking DeLuca. That was that moment, which is later down in the later down the line of the series was probably my most uncomfortable time watching Grace. Like if when I rewatched this, the whole show, I actually skipped that season of That's when. Funny. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know. I don't know what about that storyline of Karev brutally attacking DeLuca because he thought that DeLuca was making a move on Joe. And then Meredith tries to protect him by like creating this like other storyline for him to follow in order for him to not get in trouble. But ultimately he does and is about to potentially go to jail. He doesn't, thankfully. He ends up kind of, what is it? I think he... 
Does he end Deluca up admitting? Deluca drops the charges. Oh yeah, Deluca drops the charges. But that entire series makes me uncomfortable. I think it's also because the only one character in the entire show that I've ever got annoyed by, Minnick. So Minnick, I believe, sucked. was on the same season as when that whole ordeal unraveled. But I think that that also, that incident of Meredith protecting Karev after he assaulted DeLuca is kind of like a one of a few examples where the friendship is a little bit more I guess, unhealthy or toxic as far as just like how they protect one another. They protect one another across the entire show from like the very beginning, you know, when she needs someone to vent to. Except for when he uh, turns her in for the um, the Alzheimer trial. Oh, yes. Okay. So. That's his old ways though. That's like his, he's, that's, he's always early inherently selfish, which as we see is like him having to take care of himself so much. Yeah. So for those who are not obsessed with Grey's Anatomy, probably the first half of Grey's Anatomy, Alex Karev is like you said, Ray is very like selfish and all about how, well, a little bit, all of them are as like, how can they as individuals succeed as interns and as residents and they look out for one another. I think maybe O'Malley is the only character that, wasn't so much like that. Um, maybe second is like Izzy, but kind of his narrative arc is probably one of the most surprising and also like the one I enjoy the most because he does go from this like selfish person. And that maybe ha- I, th- I think it changed when that incident happened, but then he became a little bit more like vulnerable and open. But there was an incident where right Meredith messed with Derek's Alzheimer's clinical trial to help Weber's wife. Adele and Alex tattled on her. And I think that's where things kind of switched in their friendship also. Like it felt more deeper after that happened. She got fired, lost their daughter for a little bit. Alex like tried to redeem himself by trying to make sure that Zola came back to Derek and Meredith. And I think that's when they became a little bit more like closer. I guess like the forgiveness of it all and like redemption is what brought them closer together after. And I think that's also where his narrative arc kind of shifted also, is like he became a little bit more softer and more like confident also. What do you think about that moment in their friendship? That arc to me of his character is so stereotypical of like a a bad boy softening up type of character Mm. or even person that like we know. Like tough childhood is hyper-independent, kind of a dickhead, also, like, kind of hot, screws up with, like, somebody who's always been really good to him and then, like, has to figure out how to fix it. And, like... So tell me you hate Karev. (laughs) In the beginning, I feel like I had, like, complicated feelings about him in the beginning because he is, like, that hot... What you just uh, described, yeah. I don't give a fuck guy. And then you're like, but you're miserable. Like... Not good to the people around him. But then, like, when you do spend time with him, we're like, oh, he's kind of fun. He's not terrible. Obviously, like, Izzy was, like, queen of the, like, comms team (laughs) for his personality. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I feel like we've seen, you see that. I want to say you see it in media, but I see that in person a lot. I mean, 
I do think that a lot of their moments between them in the beginning of the show is Meredith kind of trying to get this other side of Karev out. Or she's like more, she's more of the one in the friendship that tries to do some softening up, right? Like she, besides, I think in the very beginning, Alex like tells her or kind of just like suggests that he's there to, to listen if she wants to talk about like being her, the quote unquote dirty mistress. But I think after that, right, like Meredith is the one that still invites him over for Christmas, even though he had cheated on Izzy and Izzy was like so against it. Meredith helps him study for the boards after he had failed, like things like that, where she's kind of like almost like she believes in him before the others did. I think it's, I do. I really think it's because she sees so much of herself in him. She's like inherited her mother's brilliance. So a lot of this comes easier for her and she definitely has like an easier route, but I think the way she navigates things is messy and at times selfish and at times like consequentless. And I think that that's why she softens up to Alex because he's that way and it doesn't always work out for him like it does for her. Hmm. I didn't think about that, that if it you compare one or the other as far as like whose mess gets cleaned up a little bit tighter, it's definitely hers. Do you think that he ever has a moment where he's just like, oh, okay, like Meredith is on my side, like, or I could open up to her because it wasn't until like later on that he was more like emotionally vulnerable versus more like being open to her openness. I think it's that, I think that, I think that he always knew Meredith is on his side. I don't think he is always in a position he could accept it. That made me think of when his brother came into town and needed surgery. It was just like, so what Christina calls him evil spawn. He was very like that role in those type of moments where he doesn't like really take a step back to see what's being offered to him also. Yeah. I think to your point. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think a lot of it for me, their relationship is because they're, they have like, if, if Alex is going to break the rules in one way, Meredith would do it also. Yeah. As far as what do you mean? Like whether it's like through their job or through like in my mind, if it's like, if we go back to the first guy that Alex beat up, the OB nurse, (laughs) there's a, there's a list. There's also Shane. Remember when he, he beat up, Shane outside of his father's room because Shane had pretty much killed him in surgery. His estranged father. See, that's the thing. I think, I think Meredith is just like a female Alex. So she doesn't have like the same, like I beat people up, but in my mind of like, (laughs) if they showed this part, yeah, Meredith would be like, I definitely would have kicked his ass, but like, I just didn't because I'm like more responsible than that. Yeah. I mean, she does. I remember her saying something of like, oh, now we're all like, now we're grown up. We pretty much can't do the shit that we used to do. And I feel like that's, I guess that goes to your point of like, they're kind of the same person, but maybe Meredith is like one step ahead when it comes to growth or like, or maybe she's just going to get away with it. She's more calculated about it, but they're both impulsive. Yeah. Yeah. They're both very, like, very impulsive to me. What do you think of like the concept of my person? which to me was introduced by Christina and Meredith on this show. I think it's funny how I don't like how easy, and I think a lot of it is just for filming reasons, but I don't like how easily it was like, my person is Christina, but then she moved across the world. So like, now you're it, Alex. Like, that was (laughs) weird to me. 
<laughs> Wait, first, do you like that phrase or concept of someone being your quote unquote person? I like the idea of my person, but you and I definitely differ on this. When I think of a singular best friend, I don't really think of best friends like that because like, to me, that's like monogamy. And then that's like putting so much on one person and where I also like, I'm not opposed to the idea of monogamy. I am opposed to the idea of someone being the everything to you. That's so much, a lot of pressure, a lot. It's, it's like setting expectations to me that like, are just like unreasonable to grow that way with like in when as women of a certain age at this point, like it just like, there's so much growth in friendships and everything. So to, to me, it's like, I've always kind of been more of like, I have a handful of best friends and, and like the relationships change over time, but they're still my best friends. Like putting that on one person is not really for me. I like, like the idea of that, but it's not, it's not how I've ever really navigated my own relationships. Yeah. You, I mean, you've shared this before and I think we've also talked about this with like romantic partners, like not having our romantic partners be everything to us or going to them for everything. Cause that's a lot of pressure and also therapy. Um, but I think that I just thought of like that concept of a best friend. I wonder if that's more rooted in like childhood or like, you know, we kind of grew up with that idea of a best friend as kids. I wonder if anyone was just like, as an adult, like, I want a best friend now um, versus like, I've had this best friend or this is what a best friend means. I think that's all rooted in like, clearly what we were taught as kids versus what we were taught as adults, which is interesting because I didn't really think of that concept. And I'm trying to think now if like, do I feel pressure or do I feel like I place pressure on who I would consider my best friend or my person, which is Steven. And I think that there is some sort of responsibility to it. I'm not sure if, I mean, I won't speak for him, but I'm not sure if I see that as pressure. But that's the thing also, like, I don't think that it doesn't, I don't think it reduces the responsibility and pressure within the other relationships. It Mm. just, I just don't think it's real. It's not realistic for me to be like, there's one person I go to for everything. Well, I don't. So I think that's another thing is I maybe early on teens, early 20s, I think I did see that with friendships and relationships. But I think now I do think that every one of your friend plays a role in your life and you also play a role in their life. So I think that as with other friends, and I think it's the same for our friendships. Like, I think there's certain things I would go to Steven before I would like go to you or I would solely go to you for. I think that's also goes to the idea of not placing all these expectations. All, first of all, like lessening those expectations and managing what you expect from a friend, but also knowing that every friend in your circle is okay to play a different role and you don't need to go to one person for everything. I'm wondering now if like the the label of a best friend is more something sweeter to me than some sort of like assignment or responsibility. Yeah, or role that I want someone to play. I think I'm a little, I don't want to say anti-title, but titles don't really mean anything to me, whether it's my person, my best friend. It's more like the, the strength and the connection. And like, I don't know that that always needs like, to be defined. I think it's label and you just don't want to say label. <laughs> it's Is a label it? that, I mean, I, I do, I think you and I have this conversation of like uh, communicating to one another what we need from the other person and also realizing that that changes over time. 
And I think that goes, that is very tied to the role no, that this person might be anti-label. <laughs> I think, I think you are. Oh God. Uh, I mean, but is that, is that a bad thing? I think again, it's like the expectations in the, the expectations that you place behind a label, I think is what, right. and maybe you think that there's certain expectations that come with that. I think it's that I don't identify with a lot of the expectations that are aligned with the labels. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's go back to Alex and Meredith before we start talking about romantic partners, which we usually end up doing. (laughs) Which is Um, why what I was laughing at about the labels, I was like, but speaking of labels and romance, (laughs) I think it's just interesting how I want to say, I think hands off might be the right word they are when it comes to supporting or being there for one another when it comes to dating. You know, like Meredith would talk very honestly or hi- and highly about Karev to some of the women that he dated. For example, like that pediatrician he was dating for a little bit. And also when Meredith is ready to start dating again after Derek passes, he's very much like, if you like him, it's okay. If you don't, then whatever. Like very like, I guess Karev-like, very like simple to the point, but it's custom to Meredith. I feel like Meredith would be the only character in that show that would speak that way, I guess. It's almost like they kind of made their own language, which I think we talk about offline with like partners and friends that you kind of like create this own language with someone when you're so close to them. But what do you think when it comes to like them dating other people and their involvement in that? I think it's interesting that I forgot how anti Joe Meredith was in the beginning. Yes. But I think what I find the difference is, is I think Meredith being that way is from a, she's uh, a huge theme of the show is how she loses so many people that are close to her and how it it deeply affects her. And she like very much is like, I I think that her hands offness and also her disdain for Joe in the beginning is more from a fear of losing Alex. Um, and what she's established being that she's just lost Christina and uh, so on and so forth, where on the other hand, Alex just, I just think, I just feel like I know so many Alexes. It's, it is kind of like big brothery and like, uh, you're going to be good. Whatever it is. Like we, we got it type of assurance. Like, it's interesting that she called like kind of slotted him in Christina's role because the friendship is very different. With some of the ways she shows up in the relationship is the same, whether it's like getting in each other's bed to talk, being like, you know, things like that are very similar. But the way Alex shows up for her is very different. And the things she takes to him is very different than what she took to Christina. I think that goes back to your point of how similar they are. So I think that she leaned on Christina because of how... Almost, I think difference they were like they were very different and I think that it might be the opposite with Alex where I think he she goes to him because they're a little bit similar but what's funny is I don't think until right now until this episode did I think about how similar they were until you mentioned it but yeah they're not the same person she's not getting the same from each person which I guess goes back to our point of like we go to different our friends different friends for different things I think a lot of Karev and Meredith's relationship is like protecting each other where I think a lot of like the basis of Christina and Meredith's friendship is almost like pushing each other and supporting each other 
I mean, what's interesting about how she shows up with both of them is she kind of has to force her way to show up for both of them because neither of them are really open to it. So if there's any similarity, mm. I think that that's where it is. Like yeah, she has to like stubborn. bully Christina into like being softer and Christina's like only soft for her. And Alex is like similarly more like slutty about his softness because it also goes to like Izzy sometimes and someone else sometimes, but that's usually because he's been intimate with them. Yeah. Where I think... Meredith is like the only one that he like has established that with without intimacy. Alex is so all men. (laughs) This is the episode where you have many, what is it? Revelations. One, you hate labels and another, you might actually hate Karev. So (laughs) it's not, it's not that I hate Karev. It's that I'm mad at myself for loving people like Karev. Woo, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, hate him at all. It's just I'm disappointed that I don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. You hate that you love Karev. Yeah. So <laughs> my least favorite thing is that damn goodbye that Karev offers to the You're people that point. he loves. <laughs> He wrote letters to these people that he loves, Weber, Bailey, Meredith, and Joe. I hate it so much that I have to tell myself that this is just a product of filming. <laughs> yes. He yeah. couldn't be part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. This is, I have to like remove myself and be like, this is some contract bullshit. Sure. Yeah. To me, it screams that there are certain things about some people that will never can we swear on this? Never yeah. motherfucking change. That is old Alex. That is like uh, early childhood Alex running away from his responsibilities. Right the only growth in it is that he reached back out. But the fact that he's just like, I'm going to be down south on a farm, like bye forever. What? I wonder if that was on purpose. Like, I wonder if like writing that the writers were like, let's kind of get to maybe parts of Alex that haven't changed. But again, like you said, like it's also maybe I think we can safely assume it was more of like a con- contractual thing that he couldn't be a part of that episode and all that. But I mean, they killed it writing it like that to me for that. But yeah, no, that is like very fucking impulsive. Oh, let me just uproot my whole life because I found I have two children with my ex-wife. What? Sir, you're married. <laughs> Sir, you're married. Yes. Not only are you married, you married to someone. They were so wonderful together. They had so much fun together. Him and not, I don't just like Izzy at all, but they never had what him and Joe had. Well, yeah. I mean, what that's interesting also that like that the relationship between Joe and Alex seemed more deep than Alex and Izzy, even though they went through some tough times. But I think it's because of where it happened in their life. These relationships happened in their life. And it's hard to believe that he just like would run back to Izzy. But yeah, oh, I don't want to leave this conversation with that sour taste in our mouths, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad about it. All right. Well, let's leave it off at the, at like more so of kind of like what you loved about their friendship. I really do appreciate that they have um, a little bit of a protector in each other hmm. without it being an actual sibling a family member, a parent, you know what I mean? I think like in, in cis hetero, it's like so important to have somebody of your desired or your opposite sex close to you. And I think having 
those having that like role of a protector in a friend is so valuable and to have Mm -hmm. it be mutual is also like even better. Um, that I think that that's probably my favorite thing about them. I mean, I think also I like can't not see the parallels right now. They both also have a very hard time letting people be close to them. Yeah. Especially in the very beginning. Yeah. I think that goes to like the whole, like giving each other enough time and the pace of getting close. Thank you for getting emo with me. And also, I'm sorry for making you angry at certain times when it came to. (laughs) This is exactly why I don't watch a lot of TV. I get too involved. Short Kings, labels, and (laughs) Karev. We have to talk about labels offline. (laughs) Little little triggers. Yeah, we didn't know about that. Um, But yes, thank you for talking to me about this. And thank you for allowing yourself to be triggered. Yeah. Thanks for putting me out to graze after what, like six years of our friendship. I know I did it, but yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening. If y'all have any thoughts or questions about platonic friendships, Meredith and Karev or Grey's Anatomy, email us at whataboutyourfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you all next week.